0: hello and welcome to herbology i'm ann
1: and i'm kevin and in this episode we are covering steel bars and stone walls which is episode number one of season two
0: Season two, written by Emily Andrus, directed by Brett Sullivan, and this one aired June 9th, 2017. We have a cameo appearance by Kevin's cat.
1: (laughs) Timing is impeccable, asleep for hours, but I sit down to record (laughs) and now somebody wants my attention.
0: Everyone wants their five minutes, Kevin, even the cats and dogs. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> now for those who are unaware um or for those who came late to the show and kind of been through it fast just a few facts some of you may have heard in the past but our our season one finale of the show aired on june the 24th uh, that was 2016 uh, we got the renewal announcement for season two uh, at the actual one herb cast panel at san diego comic-con uh, and that was on July the 23rd of that year. So we went 29 long, long days with no information from sci fi, no idea if we were going to get a season two. And all of us very active on Twitter, sending emails and everything else. So it was a long time.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. And like, thank goodness we got it, right? And this, you know, Emily even kind of talked about it in. Um, the behind the scenes and stuff but that coincide with this episode but just like the momentum of this episode the the excitement of it and how it was kind of like um how did she phrase it it was kind of like a kind of like a reset where it's like people who were just coming to the show could kind of hop in and get a glimpse of who these characters were right away. Um, it just like started out with a bang.
1: It, I mean, it really did. I mean, it, uh, it was funny. I, I remember for me too, uh, having been able to get the screeners for the episode. So getting a chance to watch this one, you know, before it had actually aired, I got to tell you, you know, sometimes the screeners that you get from a network, um, sometimes they're what's called a rough cut, meaning it doesn't have final sound, maybe, or special effects or some other things. So sometimes they're a little rough around the edges. And as we saw, this episode just literally picks up seconds after the end of the season one finale. But we start off with, with Doc and... Waverly running and I kind of thought when I was watching my screen, I'm like did they forget to put in a first scene?
0: <laughs> right. Like, wait, is this a different Where episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: What's, What's going happening? on? Did I play episode two at the beginning by mistake? I mean, I literally stopped and had to recheck the title of the screeners and go back to the beginning because I thought I missed something. Talk about not missing a beat, man.
0: Yeah, and I really liked it because you this was my first cliffhanger. Um I mean, I guess it would be anyone's because it's only season two, but I remember feel I remember how nervous I felt just to see what was going to happen next. Right. And I didn't have to wait that long because it was just, you know, play next on Netflix. But you guys had to wait. Like, who did she shoot at? Right. Like, that's a crazy cliffhanger.
1: Yes, and for those folks who were around there uh, actually watching live, it was 350 days between episodes. So, yes, we waited a long time. We had lots of speculation. What happened? Who did Waverly shoot at? What's going on? So, yeah, it was beautifully woven in, as Emily does, to make everything make sense and, you know, play it out, too. So just beautifully done. But, yeah, I I, I do remember, really, because there were so many one- hit wonders type shows that only get a single season, and you know, they've just gone. It just doesn't click with an audience or the network doesn't believe in it. So once it really aired to actually have it back, I mean, that was just such a sweet, sweet feeling.
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, it was it was exciting just to watch this one since I haven't watched it in such a long time. But yeah, this opening scene was just so exciting. The music was, of course, amazing as usual just, you know, the running, the snow, the falling down, Waverly yelling shit. Um, but also like, so um, such a relief right away that we find out like, okay, she's, it's not Doc because she's with Doc. So she didn't shoot Doc. Um, <laughs> and then we hear her say to Doc, you know, it was plenty peevish and headed for you back when I shot at it. So even though we don't see why Nona yet, we at least know that it's not her that Waverly shot at at the end of season one. So it's like, okay, phew, we can relax a little, like they're running. So something's going on, but she, she didn't shoot at anyone we care about.
1: <laughs> yeah. It made for a great entrance for Winona, didn't it?
0: Uh, oh my God. That entrance, <laughs> the, um, and, and just like, you know, we, we have this, this tension with this running, but then we get that immediate, that immediate comic relief too, with doc yelling, my hat, he's eating my hat. <laughs>
1: and that's going to be some fun as we know for several episodes here in the early part of the season yeah tim tim does such a great job playing that with the the hand to tip it when it's not there i mean it's going to be a great running gag
0: Yeah, so much so much joy and waverly is just like yeah because that's the takeaway here (laughs) move (laughs) yeah stop worrying about your hat like there's this (coughs) giant beast after us what is happening but yeah he goes on to you know he just keeps forgetting about that hat and he does that all the way into like episode 204 until he finally gets the hat um in the bading bading Mm -hmm. after he shoots that guy but yeah just in this episode alone I think I caught like three times that he goes to tip that hat and it's just not even there it's just like breathing for him
1: Nope, no, it's beautifully done, and Emily brings into the script several times too. So, yeah, and,
0: then, and just the talk about it too, like the whole, like throughout the episode, it's like you look funny without a hat. I think Doll says <laughs> something like that, and it's like, wait, yeah. where's your hat? <laughs> like, just oh, sore subject, don't bring it up. <laughs>
1: I also love that we got a perfect. Wynonna hair flip very early on too, since that was something we had fun with early in the show that and the hero's walk, oh. you know, with all three of them, that's in the credits for the season too. I mean, it's just goosebumps coming right back to that.
0: Yeah. She comes out and she does her whole, we haven't formally met. I'm Wynonna flip <laughs> shoots him, flips that hair. Winona Earp. Yeah. So good. And that's like, all before the the opening music right
1: yep yep
0: and this episode for me just had so many season four parallels and I don't know if they were like I don't know how this whole big picture works like if it was mapped out from the beginning and but I just could not help but see it that way and you know again it's because we know the big picture that we can see that stuff but it's like it's like it's like when you have a breakup and then every song on the radio is sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all it just goes like, "Oh my gosh, is this just all like going great to season 4?"
1: <laughs> or as we said with the way Emily will do things, did when it came time for season 4 was it time to call back to a lot of these things?
0: Yeah, I wonder yeah. like if, if she has it just so ingrained in her head or if she goes back and watches things or has somebody else watch it and go like, you know, just to keep that all so straight.
1: Now, yeah, this is another one of those situations I just would have loved, loved to have been a fly on the wall in the writers room to see them when they start breaking ideas and bringing things back and bringing up ways to do it. You know, such an amazing group of people. I just would have loved to have heard that.
0: We um we also get that shot uh, that spot early on where Winona mentions you know Juan Carlo was was right that there are more than just revenants flooding the Ghost River Triangle now, so okay we know we've got new things to worry about which you know we didn't know when we left, Um, and then Waverly's like what's a Juan Carlo so she (laughs) hasn't even met him yet she doesn't she doesn't know who he is,
1: Mm -hmm. yep yep again the beautiful job of resetting the chessboard that is did the show you know the characters the story as emily mentioned in the in the postmortem but also a lot of us who watched a lot of tv know you know after first season when they get some people who are interested to come in a lot of them don't want to go back and watch a whole season so to have to find a way to appeal to folks who are already fans but also potential like you said earlier brand new viewers you know drop these little hints Juan carlo name you know, what, what was going on, why Waverly was shooting, you know, all those things woven in here beautifully.
0: Mm -hmm. And yeah. And enough too, where it's like, they brought up things that as the viewer who already saw the other stuff, you're like, okay, that's, I get it. I know. I know what they're talking Mm -hmm. about, but if you didn't watch it, you'd be like, what? She's got another, she had another sister. What happened to her? So that hopefully would make you go back and see what happened to her. Mm -hmm. She got what was coming to her. <laughs> um, and then Wainona plans to use this creature that did not descend into hell like the revenants do, uh, when it was killed to rescue dolls. And yeah, that slow mo strut we get after that is just, I just want someone to there's probably a video montage of just all the heroes struts. That if I looked hard <laughs> enough, I'd find it. If somebody out there yeah. knows of one, just shoot me the link because. That's good Makes
1: stuff. you want to jump off the couch and just pump your fist in the air.
0: Yeah, exactly. Go mm-hmm. go get them, right?
1: Yep. yep. I, I recall, and I could be wrong, the season one version of that where Waverly has the shotgun and, and we also, fell, I, I thought that one was shot as kind of like its own thing, not part of an episode. I'm trying to remember on it. I thought I saw some video where they're doing that with the wind machine to get the you know the hair going and all that. But this one was right in as part of the ep.
0: I haven't seen that one with the wind machine you're talking about. Uh,
1: Yeah. Now someone out there maybe is doing a good job of tweeting at us to remind me what I've forgotten. Forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: We'll we'll find it eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. And then we, we find out where dolls ended up, right? He's at the BBD site. um, And he's on the phone with Moody and is, pulling in his last favor convincing him not to blow up purgatory he's like you know it'll just draw more attention to it'll it make things worse lucado's there and she's pretty ticked off and uh, she's going to transfer him to black rock prison which is a place that we only hear about but we never end up seeing in the show we only um see that in the comics but as eliza who we'll meet later on describes it's a dark ops middle of the baltic sea kind of place with an average life expectancy of about two months once you get there so that sounds like a great place to vacation
1: i mean if we weren't already concerned for dolls we certainly were after we learned a little more about where it was not but also not just good. makes
0: me so curious like i do remember um when we ended up at that bbd place in season four i was like is this is this BlackRock? but it wasn't
1: mm-hmm no, that's a good,
0: clearly not the Baltic sea, <laughs> <laughs> some water, but it wasn't the Baltic sea,
1: <laughs> at least not this one anyway. Right.
0: And then at the sheriff's office, Winona walks in just as Nedley is finishing up spinning this tall tale to explain the things that happened. And basically saying that Wynona was a jilted lover of Bobo's, <laughs> uh, But then when he explains why to her, we start to see that softer side of him again coming through as he says, "Erp, you may be the hero that Purgatory deserves. You're just not the one that it needs right now. And then he goes on, you know, she's like, you're a monster. And then he's like a monster who knows what you sacrificed to save this town.
1: Yeah, I love that. After we saw the turn for his character at the very end there, season one, I love that it's reestablished right here, right off the bat that he's covering for her.
0: Yeah, absolutely, that it's like, yeah. okay, he didn't, that wasn't just a one-off while he was uh, drinking the champagne, but that perhaps we're going to see his his character softer side, mm-hmm. which as we know, it's definitely, he's in there.
1: <laughs> don't go there yet, don't get me going uh, again, not yet, <laughs> there's still plenty more content that might do that.
0: I know, this episode was like, took me all the way, to all over the place in season four. <laughs> um and BBDS cleared out all the stuff out of the sheriff's office and Wynton is worried that all the research that Dolls had is gone and Nedley assures her that you know he was too smart and stubborn to leave it there. <laughs> I like that scene where they're like, "Where did he sleep?" <laughs> 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 they're just now realizing like. Where did he go when he wasn't here?
1: Another one of those realities of a TV show. None, of, no one was questioning. We never see where dolls lives. <laughs> right. Uh,
0: so he goes to the seedy motel and um, finds out that that's where he stayed. But there's someone else there, and this fun underwear fight breaks out, which is like such a fun scene. And it's Rachel Scarsden. And um, I was today years old when I found out that she was also in Lost Girl.
1: I was going to ask about that. If you had (laughs) any idea who she was or had seen her in anything.
0: No. And I went back to my notes from when I talked, when I did the episode recap with Casey and I didn't, I don't know when I started doing it, but I didn't like, I would say, and then we meet Eliza. And then I usually would say that the actor's name who played the character, Mm -hmm. but I didn't even say her name for that episode. Um, you know as you know just because you and I have talked I've been trying to stay spoiler free as I watch Lost Girls. Right. So I I don't even know why I never googled her. I don't know if somebody tipped me off, but I don't remember it if they did. Um but I didn't find out until I read Bridget's postmortem. I just knew her from Batwoman.
1: Mhm. And she is brilliant on Batwoman. I mean that's an Emmy caliber performance there, but yeah, lots of us had seen her first on Lost Girl. I won't spoil when, but yeah, you'll be you in case you'll be seeing her there because I know you folks are watching Lost Girl together every now and then. And Yeah, she's Rachel, she's Rachel a, makes an impression in everything she's in. That's all. And I'll she's say.
0: in a bunch of episodes because all I did was do go to the IMDb because I'm like, well, I know her from somewhere else. Where is it that I do know her from? And it's like, okay, no, she. I found out she was in Batwoman because um, I haven't watched all of Batwoman yet either, but. I was I was like, "Huh. Everybody knew this but me, huh?"
1: <laughs> well, and you got a lot of fun to discover for Rachel's work. Trust me so. You got lots <laughs> of great stuff ahead of you. Yeah, season 3 of Batwoman, she is just off the chart brilliant there.
0: Look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and among the fight scene, I mean, what do you say about the fight scenes? Just- she's in her underwear it's great they're they're witty together it's like she's met her match right she's like they can go toe to toe yes. chest to chest whatever they want to go at I'm there for um, and she's I like when Winona still has trouble with plurals that we see her do over and over again because when Rachel says um, what are you doing in my hotel room and she's like your hotel room like you and dolls is <laughs> <laughs> like I remembered right away, it's like, oh, just like when she said that they have she has to ask for their stupid forgiveness is, is.
1: <laughs> also going back just a little bit, um, uh, it was again the power of the Earpers. Um when the trailer came out, uh, the one you know we had mentioned Bridget and I chatted a little bit about on our episode with her about getting a chance to see a rough cut of that with Emily a few months before it was released. Um, when that trailer did come out, which was about a month before the season started um if you go back pull it up it's on youtube folks um there's just there's a teeny bit of that fight scene in there just a few seconds i mean just real quick and you've got to do like freeze frames to have any clue you know of trying to figure out who that is because at this point it wasn't announced that rachel was going to be in here but kudos to the arpers there was someone out there or someone's Who put out there that, huh, I think that's Rachel Scarston. And a lot of us were like, how can you tell? You can't even tell who it is. And it turned out to be her. So the Urbers were, you know, even years back, freeze framing every second of trailers.
0: Really? So some people had figured it out?
1: Yes. They figured they just, they, if, and if you go really slow, you got one of those computers that you almost go frame by frame when they're tussling and like turning over on top of each other. I'm not saying I can tell it is, even I know it is now and I can't tell, but someone saw something <laughs> that they recognized. And there were, they were conversations that, yeah, we think that's what it is. And I remember seeing those and going, okay, but I never would have never would have put that together.
0: I should go back and watch that trailer because I never saw the trailer because I didn't I just saw it on Netflix. I didn't start seeing trailers until season four.
1: Yeah, if, if for any of the listeners, if you, if you haven't, because you know, you're someone who you binged it like much like you, you wouldn't have had a neat, but it, it's a lot of fun now going back and watching that, especially during our rewatch here, folks. who want to do it because you look what's in the trailer and you realize, oh, that was from early and this is really late in the season. And oh, you couldn't have connected these two unless you knew it's, it's kind of a fun little, um,
0: you know, puzzle to look at. Now, was she, was Rachel also one of those people who like ERPers? were saying they would love to see as a guest, or was like none of that
1: happening yet. Oh, there was uh, during season one. There were just tons of wanting everyone in the Lost Girl cast to be in here, knowing Emily's, um, you know, work on that show and how many people love that show and that cast is amazing. All all of those folks, they were they were already wanting to have everyone, you know, up and down the line. So uh, So this being the first one we had was just like a real treat.
0: Okay, that's fun. Um, and so when we're at the homestead, I I think I've probably said this before, but this is, these are one of my favorite shots you get is when you get that aerial shot of the homestead and you see whose cars are parked in front. Yeah, just, and you get to see I, the
1: smoke coming out of the chimney. Just yeah, imagine it's like what it's like in, in there.
0: there. <laughs> you can imagine little people in there. Uh, so, yeah, you get to see whose car's parked there. So, you can kind of guess, like, okay, who's going to be in this scene? <laughs> Even though Winona's car was, check uh, was parked in the scene and she wasn't in the scene. But we do see that the sheriff's or the police car was there and Waverly's Jeep. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. We get this very nice scene of Waverly applying cream to Nicole's bullet wound. I hope it wasn't coconut oil. I hope she was over that. <laughs> <laughs> tying it, it a back a to season one. Get old Neosporin <laughs> or something. Um, even though it is very good for healing properties, uh, and it's just <laughs> so And as we and heard at the panel, Fry-
1: at Expo, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her Herb- Palooza, pardon me. You know, it it's still. Still sits in people's minds for things.
0: So versatile, <laughs> they <do>. Stir fry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, watch the panels from for- 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 <laughs> um, Palooza.
0: But it's just so sweet this scene um, that, and we're we're seeing this relationship start to take shape. But now it's just so bittersweet, too, because just as we see it blooming, I know in my head it's going to go through all sorts of tests and obstacles. Um, so I like
1: a real relationship. Though. I know
0: watching it this time. I'm like, oh, it's so cute. And I'm like, oh, but then shit is going to go down and feelings are going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Nicole says waves, you taste different after she kisses Waverly here, I never really paid very much attention to her face after that, but she's really thinking you can see the wheels turning and she's just like, something is off that, mm-hmm. you know, something's just not kosher with her. Um, and this immediately reminds me of when Waverly kisses Nicole slash Eve in 402 and says, you taste like sulfur. Yep. It's just like vacant that they're so simpatico that they can kiss each other and know something is off Uh uh-huh
1: uh-huh fascinating great 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 stuff
0: winona and eliza you know eliza has history with dolls and she says that you know he's if i didn't if he didn't check in with me for 24 hours she was told to burn all of his files and she seems to know a lot about him and we can see this jealousy in Winona, right? It's in her face, it's in what she says, it's in her body language. And Eliza knows about BlackRock and the BBD locations and turns out she has the uh, clearance to get in. And then she kind of lets it slip that he might be worse than dead if they don't get him soon. and Winona's like, "What's worse than dead?"
1: Yeah, she still has no idea. Does she? she That's again reminding us: who knows what? Not everybody knows everything. Yeah, even though we do as viewers, you know, in that sense, you know.
0: Yeah, it's because you do forget. It's like it wasn't that long ago, but you know, from episode to episode, it's like okay, let's just keep score of who who knows what at this point. (laughs) And then back at the homestead, Wayne. Well, Dolls is in a cage, and he's starting to lizard out. But that's just like a quick scene to remind us. Dolls is a lizard or something because mm-hmm. um, we didn't even know yet really did we we, we knew we did the eye things and the eye thing really is aggressive about, uh, yeah. but yep. we didn't really know we didn't know um is getting the Scooby gang together and she's just kind of filling him in on the mission uh to go get dolls and she gives Waverly this look when she says I didn't know dolls had friends she looks at him like No, like friend, friend. Like, yeah. "Mm -hmm." So she's. Wink, wink, AA. (laughs) Yeah. She's assuming they're like in a sleep together kind of way. So again, like just more of that jealousy. Um, Doc tries to get all flirty with Eliza, which is just kind of comical.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But very (laughs) Doc.
0: So Doc. He's like, hmm, I don't believe we've met before. (laughs) And then when he introduces himself uh, as John Henry, he says, but you can call me Doc. And she's like, doc holiday and he's like well that would be ridiculous but it's like okay she knows stuff too right well
1: she's black bad she knows lots of things happen exactly yeah
0: and then winona goes to introduce nicole to eliza and she's like this is waverly's and that's when um waverly interrupts and says girlfriend so this is the first time we hear her actually call her a girlfriend
1: yeah how nice is that huh
0: i know more sweetness and then they're gonna fight great right. <laughs> We do get the, the, the head count, too, of the revenants, that there's still 62 left. Um, and then we get that good line. Oh, you did math.
1: Such a quotable. Oh, that was so quotable. That I was so that. big for all us. I mean, I mean, Emily likes to have fun and in interviews and everything. and So does the fandom and the whole idea. Don't make me do math. So. Exactly. It was like, I really thought that was a fan nod real early on.
0: Yeah, and Emily does, I have it way later in my notes, but you know one of the BTS's is is very much like talking about how, even in season, season two it's like starting to become this nod to the fandom. yeah, the, the math thing I can always relate to. So that, that's a fun, fun joke. It just keeps running on Twitter all the time.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Especially with my time zone math. Someone's always like, oh, you did math. <laughs> when they're divvying up the duties, um, Doc's like, okay, well, Waverly can go to the trailer park because they're going to try to see what Bobo's guys are up to. You know, Waverly can go to the trailer park with Officer Hot." And Nicole corrects him right away, saying agent and instantly. Ex- yeah. <laughs> and her face and everything's just, just like, uh, and, you know, that would be agent and explains that she was deputized by dolls before he left. And she even like looks and doc and she's like, right, right, doc. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please confirm." I'm not making this
1: up. Back me up here. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> and he's like, yeah, indeed he did. But you can see and hear just how important that was to her.
1: And that's why it hurts so much with what's going to happen. She ends up on the outside again.
0: I know. I just keep flashing back to when she caught that shotgun and was like in like flinch. It was just so yep. giddy.
1: I know. I know. And that was a lot of fun chatting and speculation online between seasons. Oh, what's going to be like with Nicole on the inside now? And she'll be part of all the missions and all that. And then to have it kind of mm-hmm. fall apart in the first episode of season two. Again, making making for a real story. Everything can't be. Happy, you know, happy.
0: Now that I think about this, this isn't even in my notes. It's just coming to me. So I could be totally off, but okay. So she was only black badge for like a minute because that was the last episode, right? Yeah. yeah. And then it's taken away. And then she's only sheriff for like a minute later on, too.
1: Yeah. Hey, we talk about it. Nicole has gone through a lot. I mean, you know, we're going to start down that, you know, her parents and all that went on. With that and everything else, you know, this is a great game. Such a great character journey. Just can't get a break. No.
0: No. (laughs) Just let her have a title. Long (laughs) enough to print out some damn business cards. But no.
1: (laughs) But then we start thinking, or at least I do, we start thinking what's going to happen with her and Nedley and the long game with Tucker and him grooming her. Don't get me started about their scene in his office.
0: I mean I know. I guess beautiful that's what makes it so rich, right? That's right.
1: Like, you got to be down before so, you come back
0: up. So deserved. So hard fought. Mm-hmm. And in this scene, Winona is like, all of a sudden she's just really hot. She's like, takes off her coat. Is it because she's pregnant? Are they already setting up for the pregnancy reveal right then and there before our eyes?
1: I I in, in my head canon I like to go back and think this is Emily and all doing that. But, it
0: has you know, to be. Why else is you know? she hot? Nobody else talks about like the room being hot. Nobody else is hot.
1: No, I know, I know. It's gotta be, <laughs>
0: it's gotta be. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Waverly's concerned about Waynona. She's like, you know, takes her aside up in Willa's room. You know, she she hasn't grieved. She hasn't slowed down mm-hmm. since Willa. And Wynona just says, I need you to be okay. So why am I dragging you into this? Yep. Kevin, big 412 feels there.
1: Hey, uh, just watching the two our sisters spend time again, especially here in the first episode, that scene first one. With each of them concerned for the other. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, it's, it's flooding back again. Yep. And, Is and this
0: it's... just how we live our lives now? It's just like from here on out when we do these episodes, it's all just... <laughs> Gonna uh, we talked
1: off. about it i told you season one is the slow build of the roller coaster this season two and beyond man we're gonna be pulling out the tissues because <laughs> there's gonna be so many parallels to future stuff and also so many emotional scenes not to mention a couple more still to come in this up but yeah I know. it was great to see both of them kind of like you know uh you know I love you, but I, I wish you weren't here kind of thing almost like, you know, because it's too close to danger. It's too close to problems or Waverly being worried about her because, you know, like she said, you literally hasn't slept put on deodorant or anything. She's just totally on mission. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the two of them and they're doing it in Will's room.
0: I know. How sad <laughs> is that?
1: I mean, it kind of gets lost on you just because they go and close the door. But when you take it a second, you're like, oh, and that's exactly where they're doing it. <laughs>
0: At Willa's room, which was kept like a shrine, and then she did actually come back. Yes. How often does that happen? Where someone keeps it like a shrine, and somebody actually comes back, and then only to leave again because she had to shoot her. Like, yeah. Get them some therapy, somebody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we probably you should put that in a sound clip. We're probably going to need to play that several times. In episodes coming up.
0: Oh uh, yeah, and. And then back at the sheriff's office, when they need a combo to Dolls' is safe, Doc is just so cute. Where he's just like so proud to brag that Dolls gave it to him. Right? It's just, <laughs> it's just like Nicole. Like I, I was deputized, right? And Doc's just kind of like, I got the sh- safe combination. <laughs> it's fun to see that come back around from when you know it was so open that he yelled it out to him in the scene in, in last season. Yep. And then this is when Eliza finds out that Doc doesn't have his meds. Dolls is like, oh, well, I have some. And Wynonna's just standing there like, guys, wh- guys, what, stop talking. What? what is happening?
1: Again, something we know about and she doesn't.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then this is when she learns something's off, but they still don't tell her exactly what's happening. They, I think Doc just says he's maybe all these things, but he's. Not a man, or something, he's not a man at all, or something like that.
1: Yeah, I, lo- I love the quick flicker of seeing Eliza's eyes to match, you know? Uh-huh. It's like, okay.
0: And then that, yeah, and that's when we get you know? So Winona doesn't know, but we also don't know about Eliza. And we're starting to find that out as well. And basically, they Trojan horse their way into BBD. And um, <laughs> it was just so interesting. It's like, winona and doc come in the front door basically and you know in the trunk delivering some stinky stuff and then eliza just drops from the ceiling (laughs) 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 you could just come in the back door um but winona drops her necklace in this scene so hold that hold that thought so come come back around later Mm -hmm. um Back at the, a lot of scene changes in this one. Back at the barn, Nicole and Waverly are going through things in the barn. And Nicole sees all these weapons and she's like, wow, he really gave you dolls, really gave you quite an arsenal. And she's very surprised by that. And then she she mentions, I was like, "Oh, this one looks Russian, even." And then I couldn't help but think of the Dragonov that they fight about or banter about later in episode 301. I'm like,
1: oh, "Ding ding yeah. ding 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 ding!" Right? <laughs> yep. Like,
0: Russian. Oh, one's called Dragonov. later. On. Okay.
1: <laughs> I know. I love this stuff. I love yeah, it.
0: Just as the little details that you could, you know, mm-hmm. make your hair stand up because you're like, "Oh, that that fits." Um. But in this scene, I'm just so annoyed because poor Nicole is just talking, talking, talking again about being part of BBD. And she's even checking in with Waverly like, are you sure it's going to be OK that we're working together? And <laughs> Waverly says, yeah, staring at your pretty French braid all day, that's going to be real hard, right? And then Nicole says, actually, I'm thinking about cutting it. And that's funny because we don't know at the time that like, two episodes later, she's going to be short hair Nicole.
1: No, and but we as viewers, knowing that something is is affecting or taking over Waverly, I mean, talk about a great tension when we've got her with an axe, oh um, which normally wouldn't mean anything to characters, but knowing that we've seen the black eyes and other stuff, it's like, oh my God, we have to fear for Nicole too.
0: And the way she swings the axe the yes. and the placement of that commercial break, Yes. which thankfully I never had to watch with commercials, but <laughs> you guys must have been in your own fresh hell watching.
1: <laughs> that That's what, you know, I feel a little bad for the folks who came to the show later, only in that sense that you talk about learning how to use a commercial break to create tension, which you don't see if you're binging a show or it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's an art form. Emily and her team, man. Woo. There were several of these longest 3 minutes ever situations.
0: It is because it's I am a little like I wish I would have had that experience cuz I mean you can see the pauses, you know, you know where the commercials come in, but especially with this show, I don't I don't know if there's another show that I wish it upon myself like this, but yeah, it's that like that push pull that they do with this show, where it's like, it hurts so bad, but it hurts so good. You're just like, oh, tear me apart, Emily, and then put me back together later on. It's fine. I'll be fine. Just use me and abuse me. It's fine. I know you're going to make me cry and laugh later. You'll throw some dick joke in, and everything will be fine. I love yep, it. Yep.
1: It is the ERP roller coaster.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she's like, You know, you you got to Nicole says you got to tell me the plan before you're holding an axe over my head, and Everly's all. My Nona told me not to tell, and I need um, you know I need to to protect her just like I need to protect you. No, but in the end, we all know Nicole becomes the guardian and protects (laughs) everybody. (laughs) Yes, all I can say is yes. (laughs) This is way more fun than doing my taxes, Kevin. I have to tell you. (laughs) I might just be tired and giddy at this point because I had to do those. Oh, but so yeah, so we're back at BBD. We got Eliza, we got and we got Doc. And this is so dumb, but it's a funny that I caught this time that I'd never caught before. So as they're coming down the stairs, Eliza says, um, it's the door to the south, and Nona says, "Oh, how whimsically nautical!" <laughs> I was like, "What is she talking about?" And then I realized the windows are circles, like on a boat. Yes, <laughs> I'm just like, where does it even come from? <laughs> like, did someone just say it once they got there, and they were like, "Let's throw this in there"? Like, I don't know. It was That's
1: just- a great question. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, you're writing a script; you haven't seen. Do you put in the script as, a, as for the set design people to make it look like that? I don't know. That's an Emily question.
0: Yeah, like which came first, the line or the circle window? <laughs> <Or> the door. <laughs> it's, it's like so weirdly placed line. Like, again, I missed it a gazillion times because the action is like, what are they doing? They're going down the stairs. What's going to happen? But this time I was like, what is she talking about nautical? They're in a basement. <laughs> um. But yeah, they get trapped in the stairwell, and Winona calls in Plan B, which is Waverly in one of the funniest disguises ever, Liz (laughs) Wallace Windsor of Scotland Yard. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just all an elaborate and genius way to smuggle in Peacemaker, because when the guy wants the the bag, she's like, oh, it's just silver bullets in the head of the creature. Do you want to dig in there and find them? And as she walks away, she says, toodles. And Nicole's radio is like, she radios in, she's like, totals Really? Wait, really? That's the worst British accent I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, that is just the funniest stuff, man. To play that in there like that.
1: And again, that's a big part of the fandom and what was going on with the fans throughout season one.
0: And, and if you would to have known, right? Like, yeah,
1: I mean, we knew from doing the, Emily, uh, the interviews with Dom. Uh, our listeners on the Tales of Black badge and all, and but not everyone certainly would, so right. it it's talk about just again another nod to the fans and just having fun. just great
0: stuff and like again, bring it back to when Casey and I did our show, she didn't know because I didn't let her Google anything right. I was like, no, it's funny because they're British, so uh too good too good and again like too good could, could be throwaway, just be funny because the character's playing a bit but when you find out it's actually just like another kind of like those inside jokes right
1: mm, absolutely again more fandom nods more of that season four parallel stuff when you think about it
0: yeah right that's off just, the bat yeah beginning of season two so mm-hmm. dolls and lucado here we find out that we find out why it's personal between Lucado and Dolls because you know he pulled Eliza out, and Lucado's like, you know, yeah, you saved her, but you let my husband die, as she puts it. And um, Dolls is like, no, Greg told me to leave him. He I guess he knew he was bleeding out, and um, this is when Lucado's like, yeah, well, your friends are gonna pay for for you doing that. And then he gets a little lizardy and angry.
1: It was good though to get that. For the locato storyline i mean we certainly were wondering after we saw all their exchanges in season one why is she just so adamant about going after this guy and mm-hmm. you know it's good to know why
0: well and like you know she's she's a great bad guy too because like you you get it I, how i said in a couple episodes ago so many of them it's like it all boils down to love right here absolutely she was, she was hurt it was her love and now she's gonna make everybody pay
1: yeah, And I love the callback of having her stand outside his cell eating Chinese food, just like mm-hmm. she ate his Chinese food in season one.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a Lakato thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a photo op for you. Anyone who's going to be somewhere with Kate Drummond, just bring some Chinese yes. food.
1: <laughs> Kate, Kate is up for everything for those who don't know. With any con, you get to see her. Man. She is just amazing.
0: Uh, back in the stairway. Wynona calls Waverly and she tells her okay plan B you now need to become plan C and Eliza talks about how the situation you yeah, know it's not as bad as it could be that she and dolls have been in in worse situations that that he saved her life and again we see Wynona just get jealous like she's like yeah yeah whatever we get it you know you shared a hotel room together and Eliza finally lets her off the hook and she's like we had separate rooms it wasn't like it wasn't like that i was just in town you know, trying to help him figure out what BBD did to us. So now we have a clear indication that, okay, something happened between both of them. Um, and they still haven't really told Winona exactly what he is. And then Eliza's eyes glow, and mm-hmm. Winona and Doc freak out a little. He's like, Am I hallucinating? <laughs> <laughs> and Eliza says that she, you know, she knows who Winona is and what she is to dolls. So I thought that was a really sweet spot, and and even when gets like a little, like bashful, sweet look on her face when she says that, like, "Oh, he, he's mentioned me," right? Yes. And then Eliza warns that that Dolls um, might not be able to control himself by the time they get to him, and then when gets, you know, emotional, and she's like, "Okay, I'm prepared for that," and it's kind of like that whole put the dog down speech again, right? With like they did with Willa. Um, She's prepared for it and she'll deal with it if she has to. But she was hoping that she could go 24 hours without killing someone. She and like her lips are going to say love. Like you can see the L on her lips, but she stops just before she says love.
1: That is so heartbreaking. Again, thinking about everything she's gone through and goes through.
0: Yeah, just just, it's tough.
1: It's really tough.
0: And how hard it is for her to say those words, too. Yeah. I don't want to bring it up again, but it's hard to go there. (laughs) Season four. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. Waverly finally meets Jeremy for the first time in um, the BBD lab, which which is kind of cute. It's like, I forgot that he wasn't here the whole time. We don't see him until till then, and she tries very unsuccessfully to flirt with him.
1: <laughs> it is so fun to watch that, knowing knowing where the Jeremy character is going, and uh, just watching Waverly try
0: to. Do I know. That.
1: Just, and he is clueless. <laughs> yeah, it's just
0: right over his head. He has no idea, <laughs> and it makes so much sense now. But then it's just like, yeah. I, what are you blind? What, what is happening? <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes, that is that is one of those fun parts of a story watching it watching it again.
0: <laughs> is he human? Is he's not clearly he's not human. Hello? He's a, he's a demon also. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had to wonder at this point since we knew nothing about him yet.
0: Um and she has that great line there too where she says, "I'm British, not elderly." <laughs> not yes. When he explains who Kanye is.
1: <laughs> this this episode has several of the fandom iconic lines it really does that is another one
0: i've seen several of these lines on t-shirts in the past
1: (laughs) few weeks it comes in very handy on twitter when when someone's wondering if you have a clue
0: (laughs) you know and she goes about by tricking him into talking about how you know she talks about how her system works back at uh, scotland yard and that it makes all these mistakes and does your system do that? And she kind of gets him like, Oh, could you just show me how this, you know, does it? And, you know, could you open all the doors? So he opens things up and then at one point she takes his computer and clocks him over the head with it. And he's like, Oh, why'd you do that? And we can't bleed in here. And she's like, what do you mean? Why? Well, it turns out the what's that thing called a hala breaks out and then they, they have to hide in the other room. And this is where she comes clean. I love it because this is where she just like turns back into Waverly. She's like, no longer got this alter ego. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Here's the thing. We're, we're, our friend is here and we're trying to save him. And there's Doc Holiday. And he's, his ears perk up at that. Right. And he's like, what? Doc Holiday? So it's just cute because it's like, he was telling us right away he loved Doc Holiday. Like, I think he's always known all about Doc Holiday had a crush on him before he even physically laid eyes on him. But it's just, it was really cute to see, like, look how far he's come from lab geek to deputy chief Chetri.
1: <laughs> you're going to keep bringing in everything. I'm going to you? do gonna this just, whole episode. You're going to you drag <laughs> us through the fields on every part, especially the introduction of a character. Yes, I understand.
0: <laughs> I'm like, how can I just weave it in as much as possible?
1: That's not a weave. You just throw it in our face. Come
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you like that, then you're really going to like the stairway scene. <sighs> yes. oh. Yeah. You yeah. and I, we couldn't even yeah. help ourselves. We were texting <laughs> other, DMing each other for this episode. But uh, I was like, save it for the pod. <laughs> so in this scene, they're back in the stairway. And Doc goes on the other side of the door at BBD, and he hits the button. And Winona's like, "What are you doing? Hit that again! I'm I'm coming with you." And she's got that pleading Winona look on her face. And he says, "I'll go get him out. And if he's not the raging asshole we know and love, I will take care of it." And it just—it's not so much what he says, but just the look they gave each other, and being trapped on another side, like. It just took me right to when Doc ascends the stairs and Wainona can't go with him. And he goes into the garden without her. She's like, it's no fair. I can't come with you. Right. She says that when he goes into the garden, but just that look and that, you know, the what was it? it's like the force field for the stairs. And here it's an actual physical door. Just oh, it just really got me that one.
1: That didn't get me as much as what he said. Mm hmm. It's my turn, Winona.
0: I know. I just heard that, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's 410, Nicole and Wynonna. It's my fucking turn, Winona. Oh, he-
1: That was like a gut punch.
0: I know. And the first
1: he- time through or up until we got to 410, that line is just a, a conversation.
0: Right. <laughs> and then when and you now hear it it's not. again. Now it's, an,
1: now it's an emotional spigot to just turn on the. The waterworks.
0: Yeah, it's just like it's (laughs) my turn. So many times these things come back, and then, um, and then he says to her, "Now go and save the sister you have left." Like the love we already know that he has for both of them is just like, "No, I'm going to go do the hard thing, so you don't have to." And you know what you have to do? What's most important, which is save Waverly.
1: Yep. That damn dog holiday. Gosh. <laughs> this is why we have just so much of a roller coaster too with 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 him and everything he's going to go through over the next three seasons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Choices he makes, the you know, the vampire. I mean, all of it, knowing how good he can be, but knowing how right. flawed he is. And all it takes is the longer he gets involved in something, the more likelihood he'll screw it up.
0: Right. I mean, but yeah, it's like you know he's making these like these choices to help them, and then like even when he um he stops dolls from killing Lucado later on, he's like you know if you do this it's all over, and he's like oh you're you know giving me getting um ethic speeches from Doc Holiday now huh, and he's like oh how how. How much has happened in a year, or something yeah. like that? Yeah. But it's it is it's that like wow he's got all that growth already there, and then he does he's got you know quite a few mishaps, but still makes his way to become a cowman. A Best cowboy man. becomes a cowman. <laughs> There's that funny uh, line in the elevator fight where <laughs> Wayne says, "I thought you were good in your underwear." <laughs> And she says, you should see what I can do naked. <laughs> then She just looks at her like, what? What? <laughs> that was not for them. That was definitely for us. Right. <laughs> and I think even in uh, Emily's postmortem, she was like, she told Bridget, like, Bridget was like, how'd that, how, how'd you get her? And she was like, basically I just called her up and I was like, do you want to be cold and naked in your underwear in Calgary in the winter? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I'm in. Doc and Lucado, we get the scene where Doc has smuggled in some dynamite, which I guess doesn't set off the detectors. And it's fun because in the postmortem with Bridget, Emily said, I love Tim Rosan so much and it was so glorious to see him back in action as Doc. He was so happy when he found out that Doc Holiday would finally get some freaking dynamite. It all came together. (laughs) (laughs) So much Uh talk about dynamite. and He finally has some. And it's funny because Lucado just like totally disses his mustache. How dare she? Mm. And, and I the scene, I don't know. It's like, I thought the scene was so funny and cute because Tim's got that like cigarello in his mouth and he's talking through his teeth and his mustache is just kind of like jumping up and down. <laughs> I just had his everything is face and mustache. It's like his mustache had a life of its own. All of a sudden, it's like I it was cracking me up. And then he throws in that fun line, How do you like my mustache now? <laughs> which distracts her. And he, he pulls out a match to light a cigarello. And, um, you know, he's talking, he's been talking about how unstable this stuff is. So she's, she's worried now. And he's like, Say you're sorry. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, oh, Okay, I'm sorry. And he's like, Not to me, to him.
1: <laughs> Tim has got to sign that on so many autographs now over the years. So people love that line.
0: Then we've got Jeremy. And this, that monster is coming for Waverly, right? And when he sees it coming, what does he do? He jumps in front of it and he says, Take me, devour my soul. What does that remind you of, Kevin?
1: <laughs> I'm going to refuse to answer your questions <laughs> if you're going to keep doing this to me.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you. It reminds me of when Jeremy tells Doc to feed off of him in Four Eleven. He says, "You want to feed, take me." Yep. It's like they this just only.
1: Keep- this is only the first episode of season two. How <laughs> how the hell are we going to make it through?
0: <laughs> I don't know. If I'm this obnoxious right now, I don't know how it's going to get any better. <laughs> but it's just like that. I like pick my brain. Like my brain goes to the Rolodex, and I'm like well, I've, I've heard these words from the same person. In what context? Like, what? what it's not computing here. Where does it compute? And I'm like, oh, when he's a vampire. Because he, he doesn't
1: even know Waverly.
0: No, and he's willing to and like. And he's
1: willing to, yeah.
0: And he's just the geeky lab guy. But so yeah. it's like that brave guy was already in there.
1: Yeah, right from the get-go.
0: Yep, and people show you who they are, believe them.
1: Mm.
0: Waverly's like, no. I got this. And then it gets weird because (laughs) Jeremy can't really see what she's doing because her back is to him and he can't really see what her eyes are doing, but she's gone gooverly as we would come to know and love her as. Um, But then her voice gets all demonic, right? So it's not just like the physical eye thing. And she's kind of like, but her voice gets all creepy. How come he never brings that up again?
1: Because he's staring down a demon who's about to eat him. I think he's allowed to maybe miss a little thing here.
0: I would think later on he'd be like, hey, I know I just met you guys, but she was doing some crazy stuff back there. Maybe <laughs> something's a little off with her.
1: Maybe he doesn't want to know. He's just glad he's still alive.
0: Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll get. I'll throw him that. <laughs> <laughs> Winona shows up just in time. Waverly's like, Peacemaker's over there in the bag. She grabs it. And what does she yell? Not today, Satan.
1: <laughs> Another classic that has, I mean, that was used a lot during the fight, the renewals, any, you know, that was always the not today. You're mm. not going down today.
0: Also, when <laughs> she says, Plan B, when you don't have a choice and you got to get rid. Oh, I hear it now. It's like, the Plan B jokes are so <laughs> horrible, but <laughs> so funny <laughs> like i feel bad laughing at them but i can't help myself it's just like, oh it's so bad it's so bad it's
1: an emily script you know it's going to be brilliant
0: i know and uh and then when they're by those crates in that like i don't know antiquities room or whatever mean the
1: indiana jones room
0: yes that's a good one <laughs> i want to go through all that stuff
1: yeah What is in that? (laughs) What is
0: in that? Let's talk. Let's do an episode (laughs) about that. And Doc gives dolls his meds and he's like, oh, but I don't have a needle. Turns out he can just drop it in his eyes. Yeah. And um, then dolls whispers something to Doc and says, please tell her. And he says, I will. But he never does. We don't ever find out, do we? I don't think so. And in the postmortem, Bridget says, Eddie hints on what dolls told him? And all Emily said was, I cannot give you any hints about what dolls told Doc, but I think it's surprising. But I don't ever remember it coming back around.
1: Well, if it did, then there's a lot of folks yelling at their MP3 player,
0: right? Do it. Yell at us. Get <laughs> get on me, because I swear I don't remember it coming back at all. And then um we don't see it, but we hear clinking of jewelry as Dolls picks up Winona's necklace that she dropped there earlier. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonder how? Hmm. Wonder how that's going to play out.
1: <laughs> what could that be?
0: Hmm. <laughs> Lucata's about to shoot some people, and Moody shows up. Oh, he's like, you know, Dolls is, has gone AWOL. Moody tells them that. And that he used his one free pass to save Purgatory, and Waverly's like, "You were going to blow up Purgatory?" She's appalled. Winona goes all Winona, saying like, "You can pry Peacemaker from my cold dead hands," because he's like, "You know, give me your weapon." And that she is the goddamn herb heir, and he's like, "Yeah, I get that." And now you guys are all going to patrol the GRT on behalf of BBD, and he makes them sign. How's that
1: for a plot twist?
0: A blood oath.
1: <laughs> blood wow. oath on what looks like parchment from the eighteen hundreds. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: No, this isn't anything.
0: Nothing odd. to worry about. Think... I'm sure it's going to be. No, fine. that's
1: standard procedure for your. I I know that happens every year at my job. Right? That's how I re up the contract.
0: When I bought my house, when I did my mortgage, that's how I had to sign. <laughs> <laughs> Practically, I had to do a thumbprint. Oh, <laughs> crazy! Um, yeah. So this, oof, we're getting all kinds of signs that BBD is not great. And when, um oh, and then Moody's like, well, somebody's got to pay, and then he just shoots Eliza. So
1: that was such a bummer.
0: RIP, Eliza.
1: Yeah, I'm so hoping she was going to stick around.
0: They couldn't have afforded more than one episode, Kevin.
1: Oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like I said, we, you know lost girl fans were wanting all the cast to just all move over here full time
0: (laughs) i know it's one of those characters too though where it's like you forget in the grand scheme of things that they were only there for one episode because they live in your you know head rent-free um but so yeah he shoots eliza and then when he asks if anybody else knew about all these goings on waverly immediately swears on her mother's grave that nobody else does and spoiler her mom's not even dead um <laughs> so you, really you're gonna bring <laughs> that in <laughs> so that's not a good swear because um but poor nicole hears this and um yeah
1: yeah bam gut punch for her
0: Hmm. I'm. I was just left confused in that scene too. About like why BBD's trying to make this deal with Winona because they're like, if you get these demons, we'll help you get the rest of the revs.
1: Well, I think for me uh, now, watching the show multiple times, what I start to do in my head is, as we're going to find out later, I mean this season, BBD is just falling apart from the inside. So I'm wondering if this is just moody thinking that the only way they're going to stay relevant is, is realizing that, that you know, was Winona was someone they couldn't control. They might have expected to. So, you know, what the heck? Let's bring her in the inside. She's got just as chances of protecting us as, as screwing us up. So I, I just, because we're going to find later on, they've just dissolved and they're gone and everything yeah. else. So that's how I kind of saw it is, you know.
0: Maybe just keep a better eye on her.
1: Yeah, you know, just bring them even closer. you got a better chance of being able to.
0: As Doc leaves the homestead, he tries to tip his hat for, like, the third time in the episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor guy. And um, uh. things are really distant between Waverly and Nicole. Um, and But even so, Nicole still is apologizing to Waverly for leaving. She's like, sorry, i sorry I left. And... Um, She's like, well, I'm, I was really afraid that they would kill you if you wouldn't have left, and if they had known. And then she's like, or or made it official, signed me up to. Waverly's like, yeah, but in your own blood. And I think that's kind of Waverly's way of saying, like, listen, you're an honest law woman. Like, you're not the kind of police officer who does blood oaths. Like, this is this is not something you should get mixed up in. You're too you're too good for all this. But in the face, uh. Nicole's really hurt by this, and she's so hurt that when Waverly goes in for a kiss, she turns it, turns the, turns
1: the cheek. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> heartbreaker.
1: And and this the heartbreaker too, because you can see it from both of their perspectives, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Waverly was in that moment very much protecting, her, wanting to protect. Her. And Nicole is like, "I'm finally on the inside. I don't care. I'll step up and take that chance." So, I it, that's that's the thing. that just again ah, both sides, but it's going to create a gap mm-hmm. between them. So, yeah, yeah,
0: and I mean, but it couldn't know- help but
1: feel bad for Nicole though, because she wanted that so bad, like you said, from that uh, scene in, in the season one finale to finally be in, and here we are with what. Couple of days later, maybe, and now she's back out.
0: Yeah, I feel bad. Not as bad as I feel when Winona starts crying in Willa's room, though. Oh, that...
1: Jesus, crying out loud! Oh my goodness!
0: Because <sighs> we
1: were... it, com- it was coming. It was coming, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the conversation. She hadn't slept, hadn't eaten, hadn't anything, and then we finally, because we know, even already at this point in the series, we know how much. Winona was able to stay on point when there's a job to be done. But when that job is now done, everything floods in and mm-hmm. it's the emotion. And seeing Winona cry with the stuffed animals oh. on the bed. Yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, like she's in Willa's room, holds oh. that damn bunny. What a, like, what a. Because
1: <laughs> at this point, she's lost dolls, or she thinks she has.
0: Yeah. And she's
1: just killed Will a couple of days ago. Like I said, in story time, it's only a short period. I mean,
0: she's got her poor oh. baby sister wrapped up in a blood oath with this bad BBD business. Like what is happening? But like, imagine the scene by itself without the stuffed bunny. <laughs> like what an element, just like the holding of the stuffed bunny just ramped it up for me. I don't know and was. the
1: song choice
0: oh god the song choice <laughs> it's,
1: I, it's all again it's the beauty of Ted's all of it it's yeah. set dressing it's the amazing actress and that. the face and the crying and the song and it's all of it And uh-huh. it's just plop puddle okay
0: oh, yeah episode one of season first episode two. of the season Here yep we go. all right it's, it's like a 9 a.m cry at a panel great spring <laughs> it on <laughs> and um yeah and then there's that like flash of light that she follows out into the fields to find her necklace on a branch and dolls on a hill. And he's crying. Yes. Do you think she could see him crying or was he too far I think away? So.
1: No, no. I think she could tell. Oh I think God. she could tell.
0: It was too much <laughs> and big, big tears from dolls. Yep. And, and this is the second time dolls gives her her necklace back. He did it when they first met in the pilot, And then he gives it back here. And then in the end, she gives it back to him on the grave. This damn necklace, man.
1: And what am I going to do with you?
0: I know. I'm a monster all (laughs) of a sudden.
1: I'm laughing so I don't cry. I'm laughing so I don't cry.
0: I have to tell you these connections because I can't keep them inside. It's too. Oh, toxic. I know.
1: I know them too. I'm just not the one bringing them up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I felt them all too. I'm just like, oh my god, it's episode two hundred one. What is happening? <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't know what I've become. And then, like, if that weren't enough. Let's have a sisters on the porch scene. Cuz why not? We're already crying. Sure. Uh, Let's talk about
1: having only one job now.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about job. baby sister. Sure.
1: Uh, I'm doing just fine
0: at this
1: point. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and she's like, you know, you don't have to do this all alone, which we hear them say to Winona time and time again as it goes on. Um Yeah, Uh, I only have one job now, keeping my baby sister safe. And then I just like, how can you not think of 412 when Waverly releases Winona from her duty of keeping her safe? She's like, you don't need to do this for me anymore, right? Nicole's got it covered. But it's just like, it just makes that release in that episode just so much more when you hear like all these things leading up to it how this was always her number one job you know we all thought it was killing the revenants but no the number one job is always waverly
1: and i don't know if i blocked it out or i don't know if i was just so focused on the other emotional parts but seeing them walk arm in arm with the theme song building as they walk past the mailbox i know Broke me. Broke me. I tweeted about it because I had, there's only like 30 seconds left in the goddamn <laughs> episode, and I had to pause it. I had to pause it and stand up and walk around because <sighs> that flooded, like you said, all of the 412, the mailboxes, then the ERP the mailboxes, the two of them were walking arm in arm past it, like, oh, hi. Mm-hmm. Two. This is two o one. This is two o one. This is not four ten. This is not four twelve. This is two o one.
0: Right. Oh. I, I I apologize show, in advance, people. We don't show. we don't know what's gonna happen for <sighs> <a long time. laughs> We're no longer responsible for our actions. Oh, no,
1: because I story. don't. I I literally I I just thought it was great on the porch scene and about taking my babysitter. And I maybe it's because I was jumping ahead mentally to
0: the the dynamite next. and yeah. and
1: you know the introduction of the wit not introductions much, but yeah setting up the whole widow stuff because I forgot that walking down and right by the mailbox oh man if the two in my arm and, arm and the and the song but then when I remember and then I saw the mailbox mm-hmm. and God oh that, my oh my lordy
0: that lonely little mailbox <sighs> <laughs> uh, well at least we got some relief. Uh, in some action, some rising action when we are in the Indiana Jones room and we see the crate that Doc left his dynamite next to. And the bill of lading on that crate says, oh, yeah, 200 pounds shipped from London to New York, and it's signed by BBD official Robert Svein. (laughs) Hello, Vision <laughs> Quest episode. Hello.
1: <laughs> and of course, as we know, Herpa's screenshot that. So, you know, the night the episode aired next morning, we're seeing that going, what is going on? What, what is that gonna mean?
0: You yeah. know, and then the creepy hand comes out and kaboom.
1: Kaboom is right.
0: Oh, <gasps> that's some good stuff. Like, like, I don't know. This is my theory. This is my theory about, about why we're a mess. We've also been home from cons for like only two weeks. So maybe this is playing into it.
1: Oh, it's playing into it. It, it's, <laughs> it is playing into it. Palooza has been releasing recordings. And yeah, just seeing even little snippets of some of those panels. And, well, and yeah, the day we're recording this is the day they released the the 9 a.m. cry panel. Right. <laughs> exactly. How can we not have this tie together, Anne?
0: <laughs> well, and then so you thankfully had told me that there were two BTSs that tied into this episode. Yes. And um, for me on Google, they were like 101, the road less traveled, and then 105, hit the ground running. But 101 Oh my God, I got so emotional because this behind the scenes was, was really about the feeling and the journey of getting to be renewed and the Urpers, And it showed these clips from conventions. And I got to see some of the faces of people I just met in real life two weeks ago. I was recognizing faces in there. Um, So that was just like this really crazy full circle moment for me watching that this weekend. Um, and just hearing the cast, like talk about live tweeting and how it became this life of its own and talking about tweet deck and seeing the like video clips of how fast tweet deck moves when it's just <laughs> really moving and hearing them talk about the fandom and how oh, it was just, it was a lot like this one really got me. Cause it was, like I said, it's just, it's so fresh after me going to my first convention and then Hearing Tim talk about how he considers himself to be an Erper first and foremost, yeah, and that's after I just spent this weekend seeing him be an Erper, seeing him at Erper Palooza, and how you know he buys the fan art and he gifts people things and he takes. Sp- he sees someone wearing a cool shirt with his face on it. And he takes a selfie with the fan because he wants to remember this moment. So I don't know. That was just, I really enjoyed that BTS for that, that reason.
1: Yeah. It's some great stuff. I mean, I and having been blessed to be at a lot of those conventions where those clips were taken from, I remember being there, um, yeah, that's a flood of memories. Just an absolute flood of them because that was the very first couple of times they were at some events. I mean, San Diego Comic Con 2016, like I was mentioning in the podcast. I mean, Clexicon, First Clexicon, that way hot panel, that electricity at that panel. I I can still feel that five years later. That was just you know unimaginable the amount of emotion that was in that room. Yeah. It's so yeah, a lot of that just in its beginnings and as you said, so many of the faces that you know, herpers that we know and the smiles and, and all, all of it. It just washes. It just washes over me so much. That yeah. that made me very emotional too, seeing back to that. And that that one I believe they released that I think uh, for free. of uh, the uh, the road less traveled. I even think it's on like the Sci-Fi Channel YouTube site or something too. I mean, that that one they kind of did as a teaser because mm-hmm. it was very much fan-focused, as you mentioned. So, I, I think if you even if you don't have a digital subscription, at these behind the scenes that we talk about, folks, a quick search on YouTube I think will bring that one up. And it's just it's just wonderful to see some of those very early beginnings of them at cons and some Urpas at cons for the first time. And that was the first time for many people, much like for you this past weekend, or. Just a couple of weeks ago, that first time you got to meet other herpers in person. It made the stuff that we'd only been doing over Twitter for the most part real. Uh, that's a that's a special thing anytime your very first herpcon. I don't care if it was 2016 or if it's going to be next month. It's just that's always
0: special. I liked Emily saying that the show is her garbage omelet and she will love it forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she has talked so much about any about any of us. Will anyone get this? Will Will anyone even understand? You know, for those of us who do, we're all like, "Duh, of course." But I guess I could see it from her point of view when you start describing what this show is. Fandom of it aside, I guess okay. But oh. uh, it's so it's just it's so gratifying too for her, feeling for her to know that this beautiful thing that she helped to create, you know, became so much more. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, special memories.
0: Yeah. And even like in, in the hit the ground running behind the scenes, you know, just them talking about these bits and pieces that were for the fans already, you know, here in season two, starting out with those, those little fan nods, like, like we had talked about earlier, uh, Waverly's accent, Rachel Scarston showing up mm-hmm. uh, and how they just started playing into that early on. And then of course, I got emotional too because Tim at the end says, yes, we're at home. Talking about yeah. like just what it felt like to be back. Yes. Like, Tim Rosan, why you gotta do that to me?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> that is the world's number one URPA right there.
0: I know. Oh, that guy. I've heard so many stories about things he did at Palooza that were just so touching.
1: Well, I I couldn't believe when he came up to talk to me Um, up on the mezzanine level. And I felt a tap on my shoulder and turned around. It was him. And it was wonderful to see him. And we had a great conversation, very personal conversation, along with some stuff about the show, which was just a wonderful, great interaction. And then to go down back to the convention area a few minutes later and have like a half a dozen people come up to me and say, Did you run into Tim? Did you see Tim? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then finally asking someone why. Oh, because he's down here asking everybody where you were. He wanted to go find you. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? Because I hadn't seen him yet.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, man. World's number one over right there.
0: I guess it's just going to be catch me in my feels from now through ACON, huh?
1: (laughs) Oh, big. Big time. Yeah. If you you folks don't already know that our podcasts between now (laughs) and through August aren't going to be extra emotional. Red light. (laughs) You have been warned. (laughs) I I loved some of Emily's um, quotes too, in the postmortem talking about, um, you know, the fans and, and um, you know, enticing new people to watch the show and, and how, you know, she loves us so much, but she wants to hurt us. She doesn't really want to hurt us, but she wants us to feel like we've had an experience when we watch the show. And I mean, in you know, you and I individually, and so many others for years have been saying that. That's the one thing we love is that it makes us feel things. Mm. It is not just entertainment at a distance on a screen. The show and these people make us feel things, and that. Is a gift we will never be able to properly pay back.
0: No, yeah, we. I, I joke about. I'm not the only one, but many of us joke about you know Emily trolling us and torturing us <laughs> and how much fun she has behind the behind the computer, just twiddling her thumbs, watching us all unravel at <laughs> the seams. Um, but it, it's just so fun. It's just, <laughs> so, so, what does that say about us? I don't know, but. <laughs> It's just so darn delightful. <laughs> like, literally, I was doing my taxes until like 2 30 in the morning because uh, I'm that person. Um, and then I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to Kevin about some ERP because that's way better. I, I need, need
1: a to- good cry. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go <laughs> talk ERP.
0: <laughs> i already cried about my taxes. I need a cathartic, let it out kind of thing. <laughs> I did one cry. It was a crappy cry for tax purposes. Now I'm going to do a happy cry. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Well, if you want to cry with us, uh, you can... Yeah, please, come along. (laughs) Come along for the ride. We'd love to hear your tearful voicemails. And you can do that by clicking on the microphone at the bottom right hand of our Herpologypodcast.com page. And you can also send us an email through the website or directly at Herpologypodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Herpology underscore pod. So if you caught something we were trying to figure out if we've seen or heard before please let us know if you were yelling through the computer or phone screen saying <laughs> you guys are wrong it was this episode uh we
1: yeah we love but all of it we're sure we're gonna make mistakes you know we put it to recording knowing that we can be very fallible but we love all of you and feel free bring it in it just makes the experience that much richer we Get some of our facts straightened out.
0: Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Until next time. Bye.
1: Take care, all.